Welcome to This Is My Ride Bike Stories by Argon 18. My name is Michelle Westerby, uh, and I will try to act like the host today. I will have the guest, the sweet, sweet Haley Manning. And we're going to talk about life, pregnancy, babies, training, Ironman, more bike riding, what bike is the best in the whole world. And I think we will agree on that uh, and a lot, lot more. you don't understand my English, um, we will translate it afterwards. You can just ask questions after the podcast or Haley, she will help if there's something that's really wrong in what I'm saying. Uh, the good thing is that I'm Danish, so everything I say, if I use the F words and stuff like that, that's actually allowed because I'm Danish. Right, Haley? <laughs> <laughs> I, l- I have lots of use for the F word all the time, so I don't know what my excuse is. <laughs> yeah, perfect. So today I will interview you, Haley, a little bit. But first of all, introduce yourself. So everyone, yeah. who you are, and then I will, yeah. Um, my name is Haley Manning, and I'm a, the co-founder of Core Sports and a longtime iron distance triathlete. I've been to the Kona World Championships nine times and I've been lucky enough to get on the podium three of those times. Um, I'm also a new mom like you, Michelle, my baby just turned one last month. Wow. Um, And we're about to take her on her very first plane ride due to the pandemic. She hasn't been able to fly yet. And we're going to take her to the big Island to race 70.3 Honu this Saturday. Oh, I'm jealous. Wow. I'm so excited. But you were just in Lanzarote. Yeah, yeah, but that's not the same as Kona. I miss Hawaii. True. So it is. right now when you say this, I have to stop you because my personal question is, so Hawaii will happen this year? It sounds like it. So no, no, please. <laughs> I, I, <clears throat> the 70.3 is happening. Um, I kind of wonder if this will be their test run. Yeah. Um, and I think... If they do allow the full to happen, I think it will be everyone will have to follow the strict guidelines that Hawaii has in place. So right now to go to Hawaii, you have to, within 72 hours of landing, you have to provide a negative COVID test. Mm -hmm. So tomorrow my husband and I go to get COVID testing and it has to be through a specific provider. So I don't know how they're going to deal with that for international athletes, right? Because they have specific providers we that have, are accepted. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then you have to register a trip on the Hawaii State website. Mm-hmm. And then 24 hours prior to travel, you have to go in and fill out like the COVID questionnaire, like they're doing for all doctor's appointments. You know, have you had symptoms? All of those COVID questions. Um but it's interesting. There is an Ironman this summer in Lake Placid and the board of that county decided that in order to participate, you have to provide proof of vaccination. Okay. And so I think it will be interesting to see if Hawaii does something like that, right? Because Ironman is a business. They can absolutely require you to do anything that they wish, 
um, in order for you to participate. Mm. Um, and so it'll be interesting to see if they move from just a negative COVID test, sure. you know, and if Ironman itself will have particular requirements for athletes coming. Mm. Yeah, that would be interesting because I don't know. Denmark is not that fast in the vaccine program. Every morning yeah. signing up for, you know, the leftovers of the vaccine. Mm -hmm. Someone will not show up so I can get mine. But yeah, let's see. And I'm like crossing my fingers that we have the Olympic athletes are getting a vaccine now in Denmark. They've been sponsored by Pfizer that the other oh, that's excellent. can have one. But let's see. Everything looks like we will have one before October. But as you say, it sounds like that could be the way to go. And yeah. you just mentioned, we have the same in Europe. So going into Spain before going to Lanzarote, you also have to fill out the app. You need to have a QR code. You need everything. But again, exactly. that's not that difficult. We just have to make it happen, right? And I don't, Absolutely. I don't think we should talk more about Corona now. No. No, it's too. It's been too boring. It's been too much talk about it. Now we will move on. Yes. Uh, yeah, we will talk about life. Mamas. We will talk about mom life, how it is to be a mom and an athlete. Nine times you beat me. I only been there eight. <laughs> well, I only raced eight. I had oh. to. I couldn't race the ninth one. I had um unfortunately just had a had a miscarriage one year and so I was not in any shape to race I thought I wasn't going to race because I was going to have a baby um, and then that pregnancy unfortunately did not last so I went and celebrated and had fun um, but just like you I've raced eight times qualified nine okay cool cool yeah my qualification for for this year has been you know that was November 19 so it feels like eight, forever yeah like forever yeah no, I'm, yes. I'm going out to Lanzarote in, in three weeks, four weeks again to, to do Ironman Lanzarote. So it's kind of the same as Hawaii and then, you know, yeah. get, get pumped into it. It's so weird when you haven't raced for so long, you know. So long. <laughs> How would the body react, you know? and uh, That's yeah. what I wonder. I haven't raced since Kona of 2018. Yeah. Um, because after that, I finally did get pregnant with our baby, Eleanor, um, who's, yeah, who's, yeah. who's a year old now. Um, and so I haven't raced in two and a half years and going into this race on Saturday, I'm thinking, well, I remember. Yeah. Do I still have it? <laughs> and of course you will. Of course you will. I hope so. I've been pushing the stroller, man. I've been running like all of my runs with the baby. Yeah. And so I'm hopeful that pushing around 46 pounds of baby and stroller, mm. what is that, like 22 kilos, um, will help me be very fast. <laughs> yeah. But the good thing is that you're riding an iron bike, so you already have a little bit of, you know, advantage over the race. Already have the advantage. I can't wait. This will be its its maiden voyage um, on a race course. It hasn't seen the race course because I got it just after Kona of 18. Which one is the what are you riding on the uh, the E one one nine Tri Plus, and then I've got I can't wait. I'm so excited. I've got the new E one one nine disc on the way. Mm, exciting. Fingers crossed it gets yeah. there. Um, and if I qualify for Kona, that's what I'll I'll ride in Kona. 
that's an awesome bike for sure. I know you're already riding it. I'm so I'm jealous. Already, yeah, yeah. But it's not pink yet. Hopefully, it will be that for Hawaii. Are you going to get it pink? Yes. I loved your pink Argon from need... what 2019 Kona. Yeah, it was yeah, gorgeous. It was, yeah, it was so beautiful. That I love it. The most beautiful bike I ever had. So, in my cut track with Argon, I rode <laughs> a prettier pink bike than 2019. So let's see the race oh, on. Pressure. Awesome. Yeah. Well, Ellie has a Ellie, our baby girl has a tiny bike. Yeah. And um, Alex was kind enough to send over Argon 18 decals. And so on her baby bike, it's Argon 18 out when these purple and pink decals. Oh, wow. That's beautiful. <laughs> That's so awesome. And yeah. she has Envy wheels too. I got some Envy decals oh. and put them on her baby bike wheel. <laughs> oh, that's cool. That's cool. <laughs> Can people follow you on Instagram? Do you have pictures of that? Because that yes, we totally do. Everyone loves, you know, yes. baby pictures, especially when they work out too. <laughs> yes, the yes. baby workouts. Exactly. I'll be doing strength and she'll start to like squat up and down in her playpen. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. We just have, I think the most important thing after being a mom is just to involve them in the process that we are no longer alone. People are like, no. don't count us out just because we turned mom. Now we actually have even more empowerment, you know, mind wise. You know, I always mm -hmm. say it's like 80 20, 80% 80 mental, 20% physically when we come to race day. And now being a mom, you know, Look out. <laughs> we have something that we want to get back to as fast as possible. <laughs> I've been thinking about that. I, I'm not often away from her, of course, because of the pandemic. Um, she's never been to daycare. We don't like we're with her. We both work from home. So we manage childcare just between the two of us. Mm -hmm. And so she's never without us. And so I think about going on racing and I've never been. I haven't done more than a three and a half hour training ride at this point because it's just a 70.3. And so I think about that. I think I'm going to be gone from before she wakes up through, <laughs> you know, five, five hours and I've never been away. So I'm like, I'm going to be running fast, fast, fast to get back to my baby. So I completely agree that, um, that mom drive to get back to your baby is, is massive. Yeah, exactly. Makes you hustle. How has it been? You know, did you adapt really good after giving birth, you know, how has your body reacted to all of this? I got it. I of, think I, sorry. No, go ahead. No, I just think a lot of girls are afraid of if they can come back. You know, I'm 37 years old. I wish that I knew when I was 30 that it's actually possible to be an athlete and a mom at the same time. But I've been afraid how my body would react, you know. Mm -hmm. How have yeah. you reacted? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm I'm even older than you. I had her at almost 40 years old. I was 39, over 39. I was really almost 40. Um, and I agree. I kept, you know, my husband was okay to have a baby, but never really so excited about it. So I just kept saying, one more Kona, one more Kona, mm -hmm. one more Kona. And then it, it, it and then I finally said, oh, wow, I really want this baby. Um and coming back, I mean, I think being an athlete ahead of a pregnancy gives you such a leg up. I think you're so strong going into the pregnancy. Um, my pregnancy was different. I had some complications from the very beginning. So I was on some bed rest and then I was able to do light exercise. I actually didn't run the entire nine months. I didn't run for about a year. Mm -hmm. 
and it's amazing how quickly it comes back, I think is the thing to, to know. And it's so hard to know that if you haven't been through it, but I, if I could give any advice to to a new mom, it's to not rush it, do what feels good in pregnancy. If that's exercising a lot, I mean, I followed you, Michelle, during your pregnancy and, you know, you, you still exercised quite a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, probably because, you know, you love it, your schedule allowed for it. Um, and it's what felt good for your body. But I also think that there should be a, more awareness around the fact that, you know, you're a rarity. These, these professional women that we follow are so amazing. And we put them up on these pedestals and we think I should be able to do that. I should be able to do, I mean, you raced Kona pregnant with Marcus, mm, yeah. right? Yeah. You were, you were pregnant or was it, um, was it Kona or was it Cozumel? I, I both, both, both. Yeah. yeah. You know, and that's, I think we see that as, as women, as normal women. And we think, Oh, I should be able to do that. Or I should be able to race Ironman three months after I have the baby. Mm, no, um, don't try that. <laughs> and I, yeah. And I think that there needs to be both. Like it's wonderful to see high performing athletes like Gwen Jorgensen, mm. right. Also super inspirational when she was pregnant, but I think very atypical. Yeah. Um, and I like to share, you know, that as a high performing age grouper, I really had to take a step back in order for my pregnancy to be successful. Yeah. Um, and that was okay for me because I had tried for so long to get this baby that I really didn't care mm. um, about exercise. Um, but I love seeing strong women give birth and then, you know, you come back and your body really does come back so fast. I mean, I took a long time to run. I didn't run for six weeks. And then I started because it had been a year with, you know, one minute intervals. Um, but it comes back so fast, right? You know this. It, all of a sudden, you're running six miles, yeah. and then it it it's back. And you know, I look at some of my biking, and the biking is as good as it was in 2016 before I tried to start getting pregnant. So I think that's one thing to know is have faith in your body mm. that your body will come back. Body memory, it's yeah, really important. But that's also what I'm telling people is like. Don't do what I do. Listen to your own body. Get inspired because yep. I love to share also bad training days and good training days. Yep. And I did train through my pregnancy, but it's also really important for me to tell people that I didn't push it to a limit where I didn't feel good, you know. Of course. I was, I was in my comfort zone the whole time, you know. Mm -hmm. I might post it. I did 20 hours this week. But it was slow hours, right? Yeah. Listen to your body. I I found some other company to bike with. I bike with old men who needed to have pee breaks, just like me, you know. Yep. So you find people that you can relate to and that can absolutely to you and yeah. So I think it's more about balance, and I think it's so so important. Now, both of us became moms pretty late. Yeah. That to enjoy that wow oh, yeah that moment of pregnancy you might don't feel great but again it's amazing what the body is capable oh of. it's amazing i loved it i loved being yeah. pregnant i love seeing my body grow and you're supporting a baby and you're literally growing another human being yeah it's it's incredible um yeah and also again when when we talk about me racing hawaii i was 
eight weeks pregnant at that time. Then I tried to raise Cosimel, 16 weeks pregnant. And at Ironman Cosimel, I dropped out during the bike ride. Yep. Um, and and I was I could just suddenly feel when I woke up that morning, I could feel I'm pregnant now. Yeah. I looked at myself, my husband looked at me, he said, what just happened overnight? Because I was feeling so strong leading into the race that I was like, I can easily do this. I will get my Kona qualification. I will, you know. And then during the race, I was like, no, this will not happen. I listened to yeah. my body. It's hard to pull out. It's hard to make it did not finish. But again, it wasn't important for me. What was important for me was that I knew that this was the right decision to do. So yeah. everyone is so smart out there. Everyone is so clever. But the only one that really knows your body is you. Yeah. And that's so important, especially as athletes. Yep. We know our bodies so well. We just have to listen to it. And that's not always easy. No. It's not really easy. But it's, so it's not. Yeah. So, so what we will say here, just to pick it up, listen to your body. Just be a mom. It's awesome. It gives you extra power. It gives you extra energy also for race day. And as you say, it's not fun to be away for for nine hours doing or 10 or 12 or 15 hours doing an iron. Yeah. But the joy of coming back is amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And I did Ironman in Copenhagen three months after Marcus. That wasn't fun because I was breastfeeding full time. Yes. My boobs yeah. were about to explode. I can't even imagine how you did that at three months postpartum with breastfeeding. I, I don't understand either. Seriously. Because I'm I felt so bad. It was so painful. I didn't I my legs was feeling great, but <laughs> I think I would have stopped in T two and pumped. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. taking the I because mean, I can't imagine that pressure. Um I'm, I'm still so breastfeeding, but I have a picture of I have a picture of me like where the one boobs is like super big and the other one a little bit, you know, because yes. yeah, in the morning I just gave him <laughs> and one is like that was smart. <laughs> okay. Oh man. Okay, let's turn this to a little bit more for the men as well who's listening, or maybe they already, you know, turned us turned off. out. Yeah. <laughs> Can you tell me a little bit about your most epic bike story? Do you have like yeah. a ride that you like? wow that day i was in the moment it was great you know something that pops in i think kind of the the most epic bike ride i've done um i've actually done it a few times so we live in northern california and every year over martin luther king day junior weekend there's something that started out very small just with a gentleman we know called the coast ride and you travel by bike from san francisco to santa barbara hey, i want to do it's, that wow it's so much fun yeah and so it goes over three days and every day is around 120 to 130 miles wow. um, with six to eight. The biggest day is 8,000 feet of climbing. The smallest day is 6,000. Um, and so it's big days in the saddle. And it's very early in the year for us in Northern, you know, North America. It's January. So people have, I mean, really just kind of still maybe taking a break from racing or just getting back into fitness. So it's this huge boost of fitness, but it's also very hard because you're not that fit. Um, but it's spectacular. You know, you keep the ocean on your right the whole time and you go through Big Sur and you ride through Santa Barbara and it's just gorgeous. You see whales I, in the ocean as you're riding. Um, it's a spectacular ride. And I think that's, that's the most, well, that tops it. We also in 2000, 
11, my husband and I did the amateur version of the Ron Van Vlanderen, so Tour of Flanders. The day before the pros race, they have an amateur version. And so I think that was 156 miles, 160 that miles. So that can't be fun. It was, well, <laughs> and we had our tires pumped up way too high, way too high. Um, I think I was on a Gallium Pro at the time. It was an amazing bike, but we, you know, had our tires pumped up for smooth tarmac, not cobbles. And so probably a hundred miles into the ride, we stopped at this Red Bull zone, deflated our tires probably to 80 PSI instead of a hundred. And all of a sudden I was like, oh, thank God. But no, you go over those cobbles and you're like, you know, your whole arms are shaking, face is shaking. And you wonder how those guys do it at that, that kind of power. Um, but that was an amazing day on the bike and we had amazing weather. And I said, I'll never come back because it's always terrible weather. I had one perfect day um, in Belgium and never to go again. You Belgium waffles as well because they have the best. They're so amazing. Yeah. They're just so full. They're warm and full of sugar. And they actually had them on the ride. Yeah. Oh, that's um, Yeah, yeah, that's sweet. And the funniest thing I remember about that ride is I mean, maybe they do this in all of Europe, but they had these at the rest stops. There were maybe four porta potties. And then there were these things that all of the men stood around and they could just stand and pee. And so there was no line for the porta potty, which was amazing. And I thought, this is great. America needs to get on this board. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> How about you? Yeah. Mm. First, I have to say, please invite me for that race in North. California. That sounds so great. I need yeah, adventures as well, you know. All right. Send uh, you a link, yeah. But I would never do the one in Belgium. I had a Belgium coach, um, and I was always placed in Brugge in Belgium. And oh, the roads there is terrible. Oh, terrible. Oh, terrible. The only really, really good thing was the waffles and the beer at night, you know. Yeah. I think I gained I don't know how many kilos being there on the training <laughs> camp. So um <laughs> Yeah, but a nice place, a really nice place, but not not so great to bike. Then I'd rather go to California. I think yeah. I like it because it's like, oh, Europe, but come on. Yeah, okay. Um, ah, what is my most epic bike ride? You know, it's maybe sounds like a cliche and people might disagree, but riding on Hawaii, you mm. know, People are like, how can you be there three weeks before the race, just going out Queen K? You know, isn't it boring? And I just love it. I love I do too. Yeah, I love everything about that island. Actually, when I'm mentioning it now, I get goosebumps. Yeah, uh, because again, it's also been such a big part of my life, of my traveling career. And we already booked the house. We booked the flight tickets for October. I cannot wait to show. Marcus been there when he was really small so small yeah um so i cannot wait to show it to him and so that's one of the rides that i remember especially back in 2015 where i had an amazing result there and i could just you know feel the energy when you're in that flow when you're mm -hmm. in the zone, you know when everything is just like you have the right cadence you have the right push you know that after when you need 60k left everyone will suffer in the side wind and that's yeah. where you just go arrow on your Argon 18 bike and you just hammer and you have an advantage over the rest. And yeah, 
But that's, that's just an amazing feeling, isn't it? Do you remember that interview that Yvonne Van Birken, everyone, whenever I think of Hawaii, I think of Yvonne Van Birken always saying that she got in the crosswinds and in her tiny little voice, I always remember her saying, I just make myself as small as possible when I'm riding <laughs> down the mountain. <laughs> like it always pops in my head when I think about getting the arrow coming down from Javi, you're like, just be Yvonne Van Birken and tuck in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's what it's all about, right? It is. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I remember some of my first Conan when Natasha Batman was still racing. Yeah. And you went out to Harvey where they have this crazy wind and this little tiny girl, she was there with disc wheel on and air, high profile, you know, you're not allowed to ride this, but she was just training that thrust wind, you know, and so, oh, wow. oh my God, I don't even dare to get out of the car, just take me home again, right? So yep. you, you really have to learn to love the island. You have to you learn do. to love the wind. I just spent three weeks in Lanzarote in really not bad weather, but a lot of wind and a lot yeah. of thrust wind. And I also think you really have to learn how to handle your bike properly, right? That you can trust your bike, that you feel good when you're sitting on it, you know, uh, so. Well, wheel selection too, right? I think in the crosswinds, you see a lot of people riding front wheels that are just too deep for either their ability level or their weight. But also um, people often stop pedaling where they actually just have oh, to say, you just need to pedal more. <laughs> you need to pedal more. You need <laughs> exactly. Just keep on going and keep trust going. yourself on the bike, right? So Yeah. Yeah. Well, to let that like let the front move a little bit, right? I think people get scared and they and they just clench down and they try not to let the front wheel move yeah. at all. And you know, the best advice my husband is a bike is a bike racer and the best advice he ever you know gives me is just let the front wheel do what it's going to do yeah it's okay you're not going to fall you know and i think that's you just have to try to be one with the wind yeah and i try to think about you know madame pele and her letting us race on her beautiful island and that she'll protect us while we're out there yeah exactly yeah we have to i love the island too i love the lava field yeah yeah <laughs> Uh, so you have you have a bad bike story? Do you have a bad ride where it's like I should never have gone out today? <laughs> you know, I feel like the beginning of the season. I have what I like to call glad I did it by myself rides. You know, those rides where you're just you're very unfit in the beginning of the season. You've had that rest time, which is so needed for your body and for your mind. But you come out of it unfit, and I think that's where you're supposed to be at the beginning of the season. But I have bike rides where I just go out and I think, oh, this is terrible. I'm, I'm so unfit. Maybe I'm a little bit overweight from where I normally am. I'm so slow. Why am I doing this? Mm -hmm. um, and I just, then I'm like, I'm glad I was by myself and no one else witnessed that. Yeah. <laughs> um, but that, I mean, that's it. Otherwise, I don't think I've really had, you know, touch wood too many terrible times on the bike there was one Ironman where I actually stopped and I've never stopped before and uh turned out I had low iron so other than like health issues no um that's kind of been it is the beginning of the seasons and then that one Ironman how about you any kind of terrible rides that you can recollect <laughs> no I'm actually been again pretty lucky also with my rides yeah. I haven't uh, I haven't pressed I'm either a little bit girly when it comes to that you know i don't want to take any chances then i'd rather just want to push on the flats you know yep. um, me too catching on the lost but 
so I'm already always taking a little bit um, you know controlled I would say yep okay hey well no bad bike rides must mean we just ride the best bikes that could be the issue but <laughs> I don't want to mention that here will we no. that everyone mm -hmm. should ride in a okay so let me hear a little bit more do you have any like good training tips now you've been racing Hawaii for so many years you've been in the game for so many years uh, I still think some girls are finding triathlon like a man dominating sport that they're a little bit afraid of getting out there do you have it I think we should talk to the ladies sitting out there you know who don't dare to take the step um yeah I mean I think well, I mean, that's part of what core sports does, right? I mean, we have an ambassador team that is so varied. We have absolute beginners. We have women who are going to Kona all the time. We have women who are just trying to make the cutoff. And I think it has been a male dominated sport for so long, but I think just like the later days of running that saw women really kind of coming into the sport in greater numbers, triathlon can do the same. Um, and I think just get out there and have some fun, right? That's what it's all about. I think um, I coach a few athletes and, you know, one of them is doing their very first Ironman. They're like, what should my goals be? And I think your goal is just to have fun. Mm -hmm. Your first goal is to have fun. You're, you're, you know, you're across the finish line. And then we can make maybe some other goals along the way. But um, I think the biggest training tip I have is there's no secret sauce it comes down to just being consistent. If you can execute your key sessions um, and find consistency because you don't overtrain and you don't make yourself sick because of overtraining. So important. Yeah. I think you'll have success. Yeah. You know, people are always looking for the next best thing and I'm kind of old school in that I don't really think there is a next best thing. I think you just have to tick the boxes every day with hard work and you'll be able to complete your, you know, event, whether it's a sprint triathlon for your very first time and getting into the water without a panic attack. Um, I also think mental preparation is huge, you know, start visualizing your race um, at least a week out, right? And not all, not the perfect race, but what obstacles you could encounter and what's going to happen if you get the flat tire or what's going to happen if you lose your bottle of nutrition, how are you going to overcome those obstacles? And, and what does that look like? And then if you've visualized all of these things come race day whatever comes your way you will have prepared for it mentally hmm. but again when you say that i also think it's really really important not to focus on things you cannot control you know don't worry about the weather don't worry too much about the flat tires you know all yeah. the things you worry about they don't happen anyway so there's no reason to use energy waste energy on stuff that really doesn't happen uh, and for me i'm always thinking about enjoying the process you know mm -hmm. as you say it has to be fun if it's yeah. hard work and not fun every single day you know then you don't get good result i'm sure that if i have priority differently i could have been a better athlete and again no i couldn't because that wouldn't work for me for me mm -hmm. it's all about the balance you know I Absolutely. like a glass of red wine. I like chocolate. You know, me too. <laughs> I wouldn't if I took all these things out. You know, of my life of 
you know, I wouldn't be a good Michelle. You know, I wouldn't be a good mom. I wouldn't be a good wife because I would be way too focused. Actually, it's funny. Um, Chrissy Wellington's husband, Tom, he said to me, if I should do the same as Chrissy has done, I would never be an athlete. You know, I would never reach the top. But Chrissy could do this for a kind of amount of time. And she's a legend. She's one of the strongest women we ever had in the sport of triathlon. And I wish she would still be here racing with us. But again, I think it might be too much for her. But she made her, but I could never live like that again, you know. So it's all about I want the consistency in your everyday life, right? Yeah. I couldn't agree more. Um, you know, you do see athletes who are kind of monk-like in their eating mm -hmm. and no red wine, no, no, it, it, it seems to me yeah. no fun. Um, but that process is enjoyable for them, I think. And you have to find what works for you. Um, I'm also very similar. I could not, when I try to eliminate things, um, I become very unhappy and an unhappy person doesn't race well. So I think you have to find what keeps you happy and still racing mm. well. Or you decide that, you know, if you want lots of lots of life balance, then maybe you don't race as fast and that's okay. But you've got to understand your mm, expectations exactly. and decide what you're willing yeah. to do to get there. Exactly. No, it is all about balance and what works for me again doesn't doesn't necessarily work for you. Uh, so it's about finding your inner motivation. And when the inner, inner motivation is not enough, you maybe need you need a goal, you need something to to aim high for, uh, and then you have to realize if this is worth it. You know, again, 80, 20, you know, and for me, my mom just keeps smiling, exactly. you know. So if I wake up and I've been grumpy for a month, you know, I cannot train good then and I should find another job, you know. <laughs> but that's actually how simple it is. And we are pretty privileged. I think everyone who's actually doing triathlon have some kind of privilege. Can you say that? Oh, absolutely. Privilege. We, they have a bike. They have everything that actually some people don't have the abilities of having. So we just have to be lucky that we're actually able to do what we love to do. Some people don't understand that it can be enjoyable to train 30, 35 hours a week sometimes, you know. But for me, I just feel so lucky that this is my job, that I can get out there. It's my office to look at cows or and yeah whatever you know you looked at whales i want to join that bike ride still remember yeah yeah it, it is really nice yeah. next january you can exactly i will calendar. i will so that was really really good advice i think because it's it's important to find your inner motivation and and find a joy in what you're doing and just get out and get out there yeah. and have fun you know don't make it too serious because then you just drown again well, and why are you doing it? If it, you know, I think Meredith Kessler is oh, a buddy her. of mine. We're both from Ohio. I do too. I know you love her. And, you know, she was the very first person to really, I think, identify that you get yeah. to do this. There is no have to do anything in triathlon, right? Yeah. We get to do it. And so I think just like you, your motto is keep smiling. Hers is kind of, you get to do this. And what a privilege it is. And I think going into my race on Saturday, that's what I'm thinking more than anything. Like, first of all, my baby's going to get to put her yeah. toes in the ocean. Check. 
in my favorite place in the world. I'm jealous. And Hell, sorry. After, I'm really jealous. Wow. And and like 18 months later of no racing, like I'm gonna get to race. Like how how like you say, how yeah. lucky are we? Um, and I remember, you know, just um, you and I were in the Kona locker room at the pier one time, that bathroom, and. I just, your smile just radiates and I love it. And I remember, you know, I didn't introduce myself. I just said like, I just love how you smile so much. And it's so nice to see, especially race week, right? Like when everyone's so serious, it's so great to see people just enjoying themselves and thinking about the process and your journey that you've done to get here. That's actually, and how yeah, much fun it's going to be. I'm telling people like race week, be there. Feel the atmosphere. Mm -hmm. I know it can be stressful, but be there, you know, because you will never, you might not get the chance again to go there. Now with the corona, yeah. we've definitely seen that nothing is certain, right? So we just have exactly. to enjoy every single moment. And if you stay aware from time, I'm always staying in the center of attention because I love the whole atmosphere and I'm trying to suck it all in so I get the energy. <laughs> I like to stay yeah. in town too. I love it. I do. I love the energy. I get goosebumps again. It's funny. I, my husband does not like triathlon. He is. It's not that he doesn't like it. He is a a, a bike snob through. So we and don't like through. compression socks. I guess. Um, <laughs> definitely doesn't like compression. You know, he'll we'll be on the flight, and if there's someone like Iron Man finisher, Iron Man finisher, Iron Man finisher backpack and hat and shirt. <laughs> And I, compression socks, he's like, oh, your tribe, part of your tribe is on the flight. And I, you know, I, uh, and so we joke about it, but he even agrees that the atmosphere in Kona is yeah. undeniable and that it is, he says, race morning there is yeah. electric. Oh, we want that again. <laughs> Don't we? Oh, I do. I get excited too. I get so, it's just, I think you either have a really good relationship with the island um, or it's not your favorite place, and you and I both have this massive love for that island. But I'm interesting because being an age grouper like yourself, and been doing Ironman and Hawaii, and you know, for so many years, how 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 do you fit it in? You know, is it just because you bike with your husband and you have your job that's flexible because it's also in triathlon, or how can you make it work? Well, so actually, my job is not in triathlon, so core is not my full-time job at this time. Um, I actually work in banking. I work for a public bank called Silicon Valley Bank, and we focus in venture debt. And we bank probably 80% of the venture capital companies. And then we bank technology companies. So we wouldn't bank you know, Argon 18 because it's a, it's a bike company, not a technology company. Um, so that's my full-time job. And prior to having a baby, um, I could fit in whatever training I wanted to. Um, but I've always kind of been on the lower end. I've always been, for Ironman, I would max out at maybe 18 hours a week, maybe one 20 or 21 hour a week right before Kona, um, you know, during that build. But I've usually kind of averaged about 15. And with the baby, I think my highest week, and because I thus far I've only been training for a 70.3, um, has been 13 hours. Mm. I thought I was going to do Ironman Texas in May. We should. But 
I thought it was going to get canceled. And so in January, I decided I wasn't going to do it. Um, my baby was only seven months old in yeah. January, eight months old. And I thought I was still breast, I, I was still breastfeeding even more than I am now. And I couldn't get in a five hour bike ride. I couldn't be gone that long. And so I decided it wasn't right for me at that time. But now it's, you know, I think you probably have to do some of the same in order to get back to Marcus. You have to, everything has to be super efficient, right? We talked at the very beginning about the mom hustle. And I think right now I'm just super efficient. Um, there's less training, but I think it's more specified. And the key sessions are the key sessions that I never miss. Um, and, you know, I probably miss one or two supporting sessions a week, like a, a swim in America right now in California specifically. Uh, we can only get 35 minute swim slots. I can only swim for 35 minutes. Um, whereas I was used to swimming for 90 minutes at a time with a master's team. Now it's 35 minutes by yourself. Um, so I probably miss one of those a week and maybe one strength mm -hmm. session. Um, but other than that, I run with the baby. So all of my runs are done with her. Um, that means that I don't ask for time away that I can use for time away to work and biking, you know, I'll either do before she wakes up or I do when she's napping. Um, and then on the weekend, my husband and I trade off, right? So he'll go for a ride in the morning. He'll come back. I'll go out for my ride. Um, and we just, we switch and make mm -hmm. it work. And she knows where we're going. You know, she'll see us get on our bike. Bye-bye. Yeah. Bye-bye. <laughs> you don't have any family next to you that can help in so you can bike together? Or... No, my mom lives maybe 90 minutes yeah. away. Um, and she'll come down occasionally to help us. But normally when she comes down, it's during the week. So we're not doing long rides during the week anyways. So I'll just keep my schedule and she's there to help do laundry and cook. And moms are great. Kind of moms are amazing. Are amazing. Yeah. Right now when we're talking, because again, I thought that the interview was like seven hours ago because we are in different time zones. So I had to call my mom and dad saying, hey, can you come over? Because Marcus is going to sleep now and Klaus was at a meeting tonight. So I actually think that that will be the end of our talk today. I think we will round it off. If you have something clever to say, Haley, or do you think we reach, been around everything more or less? I think we've, I think we've hit a lot of things. Um, no, I mean, I think it was super enjoyable to talk with you and I'm so thankful to be a part of the Argon 18 family and that they were able to bring us together for this That's conversation. so awesome. And we want to thank everyone who's listening. Maybe it was only our moms <laughs> who've been listening. Our I would hopefully support, not. <laughs> uh, but I really enjoyed it. And I hope that you guys have enjoyed it just as much as we did. Uh, and that you would like the episode. You can follow myself, Michelle Vesterby, on Instagram. It's Vesterby Try. Uh, I post a little bit of my training and my daily life with Marcus and everything around. And you, Haley, are you on Instagram too, that they can follow you if they want to? Yep, I'm at Haley Aurora. Aurora. Yep, that's my middle name. So it's A U R O R A. Ah, okay. Cool. Like Aurora Borealis. Haley, I cannot wait to meet you at the pier in Kona in the locker room. Mm -hmm. I will smile at you big time. Yes. I'm already. Like 
that's the great <laughs> thing about Iron Man that if you remember to smile, your cheeks actually hurt more than your legs, so you forget all the pain you bring to your body and you just put it in your smile. And actually, another little tip is that when you smile, you also send these endorphins to your mind, to your body, you relax in your body, yep. you lower back, you can run faster, you can get faster to the finish line. It's much better for you. So keep on smiling. Haley, that was my last word. Do you have something you want to say? Nope. I love it. Perfect last words. Awesome. Have a great day, everyone. And thank you for listening. And thank you, Arkan18, for making this happening. Hi, hi. <laughs>